Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Boy, do I have a show for you today. Boy, do I. I am so excited. We have Queen Leanne Locken from the Real Houses of Dallas. She's going to be calling in. We're going to chat with her very shortly. And we have got to talk to her because there's a lot going on in Dallas. This was an amazing week of the Real Houses of Dallas. So much is happening. There's like lots of drama. Her relationship with Deandra is so screwed up. I can't wait to ask her about what's going on with Deandra. Why is Deandra like laying into her so much about her wedding to Rich? We have a lot to talk about. And Dallas has been great this season. This week especially, I thought was fantastic. And that's a stark contrast to what's going on in Orange County. Because there's not not a lot happening in Orange County. The Orange County gals, they headed off to Jamaica. And there wasn't a lot wasn't a lot going on, you guys. And here's my big problem with Orange County. I just want to say this off the bat. So this past weekend, I watched The Real Houses of New York, Scary Island episodes. So the Scary Island episodes were, of course, season three, that iconic first Housewives trip where Kelly Ben Simone had a breakthrough, not a breakdown, (laughs) where she claims that everyone was systematically bullying her. It's a classic case of systematic bullying, which is... Is that a medical term? I just want to know what that is, systematic bullying. I want to just know. I I don't understand. It means means just continual bullying. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that that was like a real term, diagnosed. Anyway... On the Everything Iconic Patreon, which is like this, if you go over to patreon.com slash everything iconic, you can access all the bonus episodes. But right now over there, I'm recapping the Scary Island series. So I rewatched it, and the first recap is up over there. And it's, you guys, Scary Island was so, so good. So much happened. And so I had just watched that. And then here I was going into Orange County, the first episode of their Jamaica trip. And comparing that to the first episode of the Scary Island trip, I mean, it's laughable, <laughs> as the girls say. As Heather Thompson once said, it's laughable. Holla! <laughs> you guys, I hate that Heather Thompson is still just popping in my head. P.S. I... <laughs> this is just where uh, my housewives' knowledge and the housewives that are, you know, circling inside my brain, it's become a problem because Matt... My boyfriend, Matt, he started subscribing to one of those like joke of the day things. So he's like telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, I got this joke of the day thing in my email. And so he's reading me the joke of the day. And he's like, "Uh, what do you call a woman with one leg? (laughs) Without skipping a beat, I go, Aviva Drescher. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, it's Eileen. (laughs) And I was like, oh, what do you, like, I didn't get the joke because I was just thinking, no, like a one woman, like one legged woman is called Aviva Drescher. And it took me a solid 15 minutes to get it. I mean, at least 12 minutes, I was thinking about how the joke would have been improved with Aviva Drescher. It might not have made a lot of sense, but I feel like it would have been more of like a fact, a factoid. Like that, that should be in, you should be able to get emails of just like fa- housewife factoids, right? Like I need to start an email subscription service where it's just like, I email out a factoid and I'm like, who's the housewife with one leg? And then you guys at home could be like Aviva Drescher, you know, and then we could all have a laugh. We'd, we'd get a better laugh than that stupid joke about someone named Eileen. The only Eileen I want to be talking about is Davidson, frankly. Anyway, that's my head's, just so you know, my head's always in Housewives news. And I have some Beverly Hills news, too, that we're going to get to. But I want to say that I watched the New York Scary Island series, and it was just so, so good. So going into Orange County this week, I had high, I had like a bad level of expectations. So we are going to recap that. There still was some moments, but we're going to recap that after Leanne. So we need to do Leanne first, because Dallas is just bringing it, and we have Queen Leanne. Before I get to Leanne... Okay, Sonia! 
Got some scoops, some gossip on the Real Houses of Beverly Hills and the Real Houses of Dallas. So I just want to say, if you aren't into spoilers, please skip ahead. If you check the description of this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, it'll say like when the Leanne interview starts. But I do want to say this is going to be spoiler territory. And what I'm about to say may not be true. As I always say, some things are real, some things aren't. (laughs) Although I think you all know that usually when I say it, it comes true. But I have to preface this with that it may not be true. Maybe what I'm saying is all going to be a lie. Fiction. (laughs) I don't know. But it's going to be about Beverly Hills. I got some Beverly Hills scoop and then some Dallas stuff. And then we'll get to Leanne. So starting with Beverly Hills. Again, skip ahead if you don't want to know anything about the new season of Beverly Hills. And also to just make sure that I don't get myself in trouble, I'm going to just read a text message exchange with someone who gave me some information. So this is a friend of the show, somebody that's been on the show. He's a friend of mine. And I'm just going to read our text exchange, and I will hide the names to protect the innocent. (laughs) Okay, so the other day, Erica Jane was performing in California. He writes, at 4.35 p.m., I'm seeing Erica Jane tonight. I'll try to fill you in if they're filming. I respond with, yes! (laughs) I'm so gay. I'm so gay. And then I write, keep me posted, Erica Jane emoji. P.S. If you ever text with me, like all of my text messages are just housewife uh, gifts. <laughs> That's all you'll get from me. Anyway, then an hour and a half passes. It's 6.05 p.m. He writes, so yes, they are filming. I definitely, definitely know that. More to come. And so I write, I hear LVP is on the outs with everyone. <laughs> Which, of course, everyone knows. But I was just sort of like, you know, planting the seed to get me that info. You know what I'm saying? So then he writes, they caught her selling a story. Something about Dorit Dog biting her son, and she sold the dog, so Vanderpump sold the story about Dorit. And I write, ooh, interesting. (laughs) And the shocked emoji. (laughs) Then he writes, it's 100%. She sold the dog out or something? I'm peeving it together, and I'm buzzed. I'll get you the story for the exclusive, and then we can go to (laughs) Andales. So he was peeving it together. You guys, I didn't say this was a completely sober text conversation. But you know what? I get the news how I get the news. It is how it is. <laughs> so I wrote, haha, I love you and thank you. And he writes, I heard she's trying to get out of this season. Definitely. Apparently, when she leaked the story, she denied it. And then the reporter came forward. So she was caught. So she's a liar and she can't have that. And he f- concludes with fucking lit. <laughs> then he also texted me the next morning at 9.47 p.m. And he wrote, so embarrassing. I met Kyle and Dorit. So drunk I was. I was giving all my love to Kyle, and Dorit was like, what about me? And so, <laughs> I, won't, I won't tell the rest of the text message exchange, but so uh, my friend is alleging that Vanderpump gave Dorit the dog from Vanderpump Dogs, and he's alleging that Dorit got rid of this dog because, and we've heard in the press something about maybe the dogs were biting the children or something like that. Anyway, Dorit got rid of the dogs. Then Vanderpump allegedly sold the story about Dorit getting rid of the dog, And apparently, allegedly, may not be true, but the girls found out that Vanderpump sold the story about Dorit, and so the girls confront confront Vanderpump about selling the story, Vanderpump denies it, and then the reporter comes forward and says, allegedly, Vanderpump did sell the story to me. So that's what my friend is saying via text message. Again, might not be true, but apparently he's also alleging that Vanderpump doesn't want to come across as a liar, and so apparently quits or tries to get out of the season midway through. Now, of course, we know from following any of these women on social media or reading the blogs, Vanderpump hasn't been seen filming with any of the women. They were on a camping trip together. The whole cast has been together except for Vanderpump. So it's possible that Vanderpump is done filming and that she either quit or is trying to currently get out. (laughs) Get out, too. (laughs) I think it would actually be a good thing if Vanderpump was not on the season, Or if she left midway, I think it'd be good for her to concentrate on Vanderpump Rules. And I've been saying this for years, like, let Vanderpump take a couple seasons away, then step out, and then step back in. Because right now, the whole show is, like, about Vanderpump. And I like like her on the show. Like, I don't want Vanderpump to go anywhere off my TV. I just want her to stick with Vanderpump Rules for a little bit, and then maybe come back in a couple seasons, once the dust settles. And then I think it would create new dynamics among the women. And Kyle can really... I think she can hold down that franchise, and I would love to get Kim back. But so that's that's the scoop, you guys. And I, if you've been following the blogs, it's like, we know that Vanderpump's not filming, and so people are trying to guess if she quit or whatever. And so apparently, according to my friend, 
she's just trying to get out of filming because she doesn't want to look like a liar and she was caught. Which also reminded me of a few seasons back, like one of the earlier seasons. Do you remember when Brandy and Kyle had that whole thing about Vanderpump, like gave Brandy the tabloids to confront uh, to confront Kyle about Kyle's marriage to Mauricio. I don't know. The tabloid stuff has always been in if we've been paying attention, but Vanderpump always kind of gets her way out of it because she's lovely and she's funny and she's good for the show. But so I'm wondering if this is really going to be what, I don't know. I'm so curious to see how this plays out. And allegedly Bravo doesn't want probably this to come out that if Vanderpump did quit or if she was fired or if she's no longer filming, Bravo of course doesn't want to confirm or deny because they don't want that out. They want it to play out on the season. So, I don't know. Interesting. So, that's the Beverly Hills scoop. And now the Dallas scoop, which I'm going to ask Leanne about. But I heard, somebody told me, which so it might not be true, could be a total lie. Take this with a grain of salt. I normally try not to gossip, but here we are gossiping. It is what it is. (laughs) This is is a, a, a gossipy episode of Everything Iconic. Anyway, apparently, allegedly, supposedly, before The Real Houses of Dallas... Leanne and Deandra are both cast in a show, like a reality version of that show, Good Christian Bitches. Do you remember that show? It was like an ABC show. Apparently, they were developing a reality-esque version of the show around the same time as that show came out. And Leanne was actually in the scripted version of that, Good Christian Bitches. So apparently, Deandra was cast in the show. Deandra, right before her wedding, reached out to a producer or someone involved with the this other reality show, not The Housewives of Dallas. This was years before The Housewives of Dallas. So Deandra apparently tried to get Leanne kicked off of this other reality show. And they were just in like the pilot phase. They were in the casting phase. And I hear that Deandra was texting producers like, I'm not friends with Leanne. Like, I don't want to, I won't do the show with her or something like that. I don't know the details of this. But apparently Leanne just learned about this very recently, like during the filming of this current season allegedly. So Leanne found out that Deandra years ago was texting producers or talking to producers and trying to get Leanne kicked off of this other show that was happening before they started The Real Houses of Dallas. And so Leanne found out about all this. And I don't know if Bravo's going to air any of this or what's going to happen, but uh, it's very interesting. And I'm very excited to talk to Leanne about it and see if she can maybe spill something, uh, (laughs) spill some tea about it, find out some answers. I always say, like, behind-the-scenes stuff I feel like is more interesting than what happens on camera. Although I'm loving on-camera Dallas right now. I think it's fantastic. But I think, like, there's behind-the-scenes version of the show, and then there's in-front-of-the-camera version of the show. And I always hear things, and I try not to report on, like, the gossipy stuff. But this was something that I just wanted to tell you guys up front, because I want to ask Leanne about it. Like, how did this go down? Did it go down? Maybe this is totally false. Who knows? But I'm very excited to get Leanne on the line, and let's we're going to talk to her... And then we also, I mentioned, we have Julian Brandy. Have I mentioned this? <laughs> we have Julian Brandy. They host a podcast called Dumb Gay Politics. And they were on Bravo on People's Couch, Justice for People's Couch. So I'm going to do a little, like, a few questions with them at the end of the show. I did their podcast. They're fantastic. So we're going to talk to them at the end of the show. And um, so we'll, Leanne, Orange County, Julian Brandy. So let's take a quick little minute and then come back with Leanne. Get Leanne on the line. Queen Leanne Locken. <laughs> Hi, handsome. How are you? I'm so great now that I'm talking to you. I am so excited to be talking to you. I was all jelly. You were talking to all my cats without me first. (laughs) I told you only the ones I like. I talked to Stephanie because I like Stephanie and you're welcome on the show absolutely anytime. Good. I'll just start calling in every week. Please do. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Now, we got to get to the show. This this week, this season has been so, so good, but I am so mad at Deandra. <laughs> I do not want, know what's Really? Going on Why her. are you wasting your energy? You know what? You're right. I, mm. I just don't understand why she's getting so uh, into your wedding with Rich. And not only that, but even in her confessionals, she's like, her voice is getting loud. She's getting so seemingly upset about all of it. She does seem really upset for someone who doesn't think it's actually happening. It's very conflicting. I like to use the word conflicting with Deandra. I think that if you truly are someone's best friend, first of all, you don't get joyous when you think their boyfriend or fiance is cheating on them. Mm -hmm. Um, Second of all, you believe 
in the relationship and the love because you've witnessed it for a decade, which is a little longer than she's been married, uh, more than twice. Um, And I think you just have to get to a point where you realize that it's starting to be obvious that the friendship was never there and that really it's just about a competition and not so much a compassion. Right. And it almost feels to me, I know this is maybe sort of breaking the fourth wall a bit, but it almost feels to me like she came in this season ready to gun for you. And it's hmm. coming, it's coming across to me as a viewer, like a very, very calculated, like for screen time. And I just don't understand it. Well, I think as a viewer, you probably have a very good vision and I'm an um, <laughs> yes, you have been watching us for a while. <laughs> You know, honestly, I don't know her purpose. I don't know her reasoning. I don't know her intent. I certainly question it enough in my blogs. Um, And you're going to see more of it this week. I I struggle with why Brandy or Deandra care about, honestly, anything that I do when, you know, it certainly seems to me this year that both of them are filled with something that other than compassion or kindness towards me. Now, I'm curious, we see your relationship with uh, Deandra play up, but I'm curious what your relationship is with Mama D, because you've known Mama D for a while. <sighs> I struggle with that. She's a smart woman. What I love about D Simmons is that D is a very intelligent woman and knows how and when to pick her battles. And she realizes that this is not a battle that either, look, either looks good on Deandra or that she's winning. Right. And, you know, the reality is, if for someone who pretends to be so caring and concerned, all she's genuinely doing is coming across as aggressive and angry, you know? And so I don't know on, you know, to be quite frank with you, I just don't think about them during the week. I just really like, you know, I was with Cam last night and we chit chatted and have fun. And I talked to Carrie on the phone and we, Stephanie and I speak on the phone, but other than that, I just don't think about them that much, you know? And it was interesting to me that Dee said that uh, you and Rich have always been the way that you are now. And so she's... We are. We have. Right. So she's telling Deandra, like, look, they've always been this way. And why suddenly are you So concerned. Yeah. And I think that's it. For a woman who says that I flip the tables and deflect all the conversation back to her, she certainly does seem to be talking about me a lot. And the reality is... I don't deflect anything. I answer questions. You know, anybody could ask me any question and I'm going to answer it. That's just the reality of it. I'm not afraid of people's questions. I'm not afraid of being who I am. I'm proud of where I am and how hard I've worked to get here. And if somebody doesn't agree with the fact that I've, they think I've changed or they, they don't think I'm being, trying to be a better person, then that's their own damn problem. Honestly, yeah. I, I love who I am and it, I can all I can say is this: season one and season three. If you haven't seen me grow, we're not watching the same damn show. Right. Now I can't say the same for all of my castmates. I think there's one in particular that is identical to her season one character. Brandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting a little tired of the one horse town. Right, the one horse town. I love that. <laughs> I always mm-hmm. love when D says, um, "I don't give a rip." I don't give it. She doesn't. She doesn't. But you see, don't you see something like me saying something like that? Now, she doesn't cuss. Mom D is very polite and and much more elegant than I am when it comes to that. But not giving a shit is pretty much reality. Because you know why? Because successful people don't have time to focus on others. They need to focus on what they need to get done. Which if you go back and watch what I said on Watch What Happens Live, do I think Brandy is influencing Deandra? No, I don't think she's an influencer. I think she's distracting her from the job that Deandra should be focused on, which is building a company. Because guess what? Deandra's never built a company. Mama D built that company. Well, even in this week's episode, she said something about, you know, if I go to lunch and have a, and I don't have to go back to work and I have a bottle of wine, it's like, well, why don't you have to go back to work at noon if you're starting a business? (laughs) Hmm. Great question. And what what irritates me just a tad bit and, um, just a tad bit was that that particular moment conversation that we had, I was simply expressing a concern that I felt like 
every time that the two of them got together, it involved basically, quote unquote, Brandy's words, getting drunk. So I, I, as someone who wants to see Deandra genuinely, now here's an authentic moment of concern, rise, not fall. I said, I, I would like to see you guys try to focus on something other than just that, you know? And, and when she said we do more than that, I genuinely was shocked because she's never told me. I've never seen them show up to anything other than, you know, inebriated. So, um, so for me, I also, when she said, are you calling me an alcoholic? I'm disappointed that it wasn't left in there. The 300 times that I said, no, I am not using that word. That word came from your mouth. That is not a word I would use for you. That's not the purpose of this conversation. And yet, if you notice, victim Deandra needed to walk into the other room and say, Leanne just called me an alcoholic. I was wondering, is that is that frustrating to watch back and see yeah. her go into the other room and really twist the conversation that you had? I bluntly said in that conversation, do not leave here and go tell people I called you an alcoholic because I am not Deandra. Listen to me. I am not. And boom. That's why if you notice, if you go back and pay attention to Carrie, she's like, did she use that word exactly? Mm-hmm. And I was like, there you go, girl. You want to know why Carrie did that? Because Carrie's been at this receiving end of Deandra's delusion. Uh, now, also in the episode, Brandy, she said something that was very rude. I, I thought very tough. I'm so protective of you, Leanne. <laughs> like, you are so sweet. <laughs> but she said you're full of shit about the wedding. And she mentioned, uh, she talked about your family and not having a family. That must mm-hmm. have been so hurtful to see and, and also so angering and and uh, you know, I got to tell you, my little bull banging attitude has got me in a place of let ignorance shine. Mm-hmm. Let ignorance shine. Honey, show it what you got. Show us what you got. Okay. Well, we all know the label of that one. And, you know, it's ridiculous. You know what? You're right, Brandy. I don't have a family. My grandmother and my grandfather are dead. My mother and I have a very difficult relationship. And if you would like to bring up all that pain and hurt and just toss it out there like it's nothing more than a piece of trash, go right ahead, Brandy, because I'm sure Stephanie remembers what it's like when you did this to her. Mm. And then and then accuse me of using a metaphor, analogy, and a simile to get you to stop badgering me at no tie is all I did. I used a simile. I said... I took it for 20 minutes straight of you're unhappy, you're miserable, you're jealous of Deandra. Finally, I was like, Brandy, you got to stop. I'm fine. How would you feel if I said this? And then, boom, now all of a sudden, I actually said it. Here's where I have my issue. I have my issue with you adopted a baby. You're taking and building your own company, but all you can do is find words that don't exist to start fights with me. Get your own damn storyline. Right. I'm tired of being the target. I mean, do you find that a lot with with these women and in, in, in the cast, like that they're just creating things out of nothing in order to get camera time? Do you not? Did you two hundred? Look, should we go back to the two hundred dollars? <laughs> should we go? Should we go back to that? Didn't say it on camera. Didn't say it on microphone. Uh, really was in a moment of holy shit! I got to get her to stop crying. How can I make her life better immediately, instantly? And ran and just just repeated exactly what she said. Didn't make it up. Didn't didn't lie about it. Just stupidly repeated exactly what she said because I was in a hurry to solve a problem. Now, now all of a sudden it's the biggest dilemma in the universe. And for some reason, I'm not the one who keeps bringing it up. It's her, but somehow she wants to say, I'm constantly turning the conversation back to her. Baby, you got the conversation going on you full time. We good. We good. I'm happy to talk about you. (laughs) I heard a little, a little birdie told me a story. That mm. you and Deandra had a, a a possible working relationship in the past, like you guys were going to do a show together, possibly, and there was allegedly mm. maybe some some issue where one party was trying to get the other party not involved. I don't know if mm-hmm. you can speak to this at all. Sure. 
Sure, I can. Um, the reality is that there was a reality version of a TV show that I was a part of that aired on ABC. And um, Deandra was a part. <clears throat> yes. There was a reality version that was um, being kind of shot a pilot of or whatever. And um, they needed someone who pushed the boundaries of Christianity and goodness knows I'm, you know, perfect for that character. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so the creator came to me and I'm actually really good friends with the creator. And she came to me and said, would you be interested? And I said, of course, I would love to anything that highlights and, you know, moves anyone towards working through their life to become a better, stronger Christian. And, um, this particular time around while we were filming, um, I was really crying. I mean, I struggled. I did not understand what Deandra was saying or doing. I didn't know what was going on with her. She wouldn't talk to me. Um, she never said to me that she thought Rich was cheating to my face. Uh, she certainly said it plenty behind my back and in confessional, but she never had the, you know, cojones to say it to my face, which would have solved problems a lot quicker. Um, and so anyway, I was struggling with how to deal with things. And um, this particular person said to me, you, I've struck, I've, she, she really struggled whether or not to ever tell me what had happened. And she just basically said, look, you know what, four days before Deandra ever walked down the aisle, she sent me all these text messages. And it was basically, you know, yeah, I'd never be around Leanne. Leanne's not a good Christian. Leanne's, um, wants to make Christians look bad. I mean, it was hardcore. And I got to tell you, reading it, even for some of my really dear friends, they still to this day are like, that was when it was the end for me. Because reading that, and I guess she thinks, you know, Deandra's always felt like uh, her own words, being royalty in Dallas um, made it to where she could say and do anything she wanted. And she was never going to be held accountable for it. Well, in the reality television world, you get held accountable for everything you do and everything you don't do. So for this, so yeah, for this reality show, this was four days before Deandra's wedding. She was texting mm-hmm. a, a producer or something and s- trying to get you off this other reality show, saying absolutely not, I will not do anything with her, absolutely not, right, nothing. So, so this was before Housewives of Dallas. Yeah, way many, 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 many years. Yes. Well, right before a wedding, four years ago. Yeah. Four days before a wedding. Matter of fact, the person who showed me the text messages was at her reception. And when she saw me walk in as her maid of honor, was so disgusted that she left the reception. Wow. That's horrible. You know, and then I think what happens is, you know, you go through this you go through the season and you start to see pieces of it. And then what happens is, you know, once somebody opens your eyes to something, you go back and you see things so differently and it's heartbreaking. And so I think a lot of people are like, you know, still very, Oh, I hope you and Deandra get back together. Well, I think Deandra has a lot of things to answer for, you know? And I think that the Deandra I thought was my best friend and that I thought it was okay to love and unconditionally and to protect, you know, and, and to basically, you know, hold on a pedestal is never existed. And that, that was probably the most heartbreaking for me. Uh, Switching gears about uh, a bit. How about your relationship with Brandy? Do you think you guys could ever uh, get a friendship back? I'm going to tell you if, if, if we haven't figured it out by now, Brandy hates me. Brandy, Brandy's not a fan of Leanne and Brandy doesn't want to be a fan of Leanne. And, you know, you even saw it this week where she was trying to convince Stephanie that I was using my friendship with Stephanie. Yes, I bonded with Stephanie over depression and wanting to kill ourselves so that I could get even with Brandy. I mean, I think it's a little ridiculous, but, you know, some people are just not smart enough to come up with really great arguments. And, And, you know, I get it, but. It's not an argument I'm entertaining. It's been so great seeing you and Stephanie get this friendship and develop this friendship, and particularly about opening up about your suicide and depression. What advice would you give your younger self who was going through a dark time? You know, I'll be honest with you. It took me until this year 
to convince myself that I deserved to be loved and I deserved what I have in my life. And I think for the first time, it's why I'm excited about my wedding. I'm excited about, I'm excited about my life. The first thing I can tell you is find someone who can help you understand that you are worthy of everything you can imagine. And that is the most important thing. Don't discount who you are because God doesn't make mistakes. He makes works of art, one of a kind. He made no one else like you. You were literally created so unique and so rare. And and rejoice in that. Don't compare yourself to someone else. You're not meant to be that person. You are meant to be the beautiful light that you are. And the sooner that you polish your own diamond and brighten your own light is the happier that your life will become. I love that. I love that. Now, also switching gears again, I just binged a show on Netflix called Dancing Queen, and it's about uh, Alyssa Edwards, <gasps> the drag Yes, my girl. Oh, my God. Okay, so I was going to ask, do you know Alyssa at all? Have you met her? Of course I know Alyssa. Are you kidding? Crazy crazies hang out together. You know that. <laughs> she did an episode at the Roundup, and I just, I was so excited. Uh, and I, I was so dead. You know, I tried to get them to do. I did so many things at the Roundup this year. Right before we went to Beaver Creek, I actually judged a um, Miss Red pageant at the Roundup, a drag queen pageant, and I begged them to come cover it. But yeah, we need to see it at the Roundup. But we need to know. We need to see the Roundup. We need to see the boys who did it. I'm just saying, I go there quite a bit. Their jello shots are the best. <laughs> so have um speaking of Carrie and Mark, have you tried any of Carrie's treatments at the laser center? I have not. I am, you know, first of all, she's been so they've been gone. Like they went to Paris Fashion Week. Holy cow, nailed it. Um, they're in Mexico. She just officiated a wedding between her two friends. And how are you um, with Mark now? Great. You know what? Really, we had Rich and I went over the other night right before they went to Paris Fashion Week and we had dinner with them at their home. Mark cooked on his brand new, you know, $75,000 stove. The thing is massive. Beautiful. The renovations are incredible. Her closet is stunning. Um, Rich even tried on one of Mark's jackets, which was ridiculous (laughs) um, and giggled. I think I ended up on the floor laughing and Carrie had to help me up. I've said um, it on this show before. I'm very attracted to uh, Rich in the eye patch. I like really like it. It's so he's cute. handsome with it. He's a he's a handsome pirate. Right. Wow. I mean, he's a handsome man anyway. But I like that. He really is. So he really you, is. And do you have a wedding date? Yes, we do. It, it. And I will say, I will give you the month. It is April. Okay, April. Yes. Um. But we. Um. That's all that really right now that I right. can release. Yeah, and it is April. We are getting married. I can't tell you this. We're getting married at the Cathedral of Hope. Oh, I like that. That's a very, You know what that is? Right. It's a very um progressive. It's our LGBTQ right. church. Right. Yes. And Reverend Neil. Matter of fact, you know what? I'll tell you this. What I love about um Reverend Neil and what they didn't show was at no tie right after Brandy and Deandra had around at me. And I literally said, I walked away from Deandra. I said, I'm not doing this with you right here. And I'm not doing this right now. And I walked away. I immediately bumped into Reverend Neal and said to him, and they have it. They have the footage of it. Oh my gosh. And he was like, Leanne, you look gorgeous. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been thinking about who I would want to marry us. I want someone who knows us, someone who loves us as a couple, someone who supports us. And Reverend Neil said, I'd be honored to marry you. And that was the night that I found my church and my pastor all in the same time. I hope we get to see some of it. Will we, will you film it for the show or you're not sure? Uh, My wedding is, my wedding will be full access for cameras. It will be, it will be an intimate wedding in a church obviously the Cathedral of Hope, and then the reception will be open. Well, I can't wait to watch it. And I'm Thank you. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I just, I just, um, just the, the, the designer I wanted just agreed to do my dress custom, and I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be gorgeous. Well, Leanne, I will wrap this up because I know you have to go, but thank you so much for chatting with me. And where can people find your infinity dress? 
Uh-huh. It comes out November 21st, and I will um, have a big promo on my Instagram and my Twitter the second that we launch it. Um, and then there is also a Linfinity um, Instagram account, I believe, that my partner started. So hopefully soon, I mean, November 21st, the day that we have the big um, event on camera will be the day that we launch the dress. So. Oh, perfect. Can't wait. Super excited. Thank you so much for taking the time. I love you. I can't wait to watch more. I love you. It's going to be a great season. And believe me, every episode, every week only gets more and more dramatic. This week's was like really good. I thought it was just such a balance. This whole season I've been really into. I feel like you guys are just really balanced this season. There's like good drama, but then there's laughs. It's it's good. It's really great. And I can't wait for next season because I got to tell you. Woo, what I came up for my bachelorette party is going to be fun. Oh, my God. Mm. I need that. I need to see your bachelorette. Oh, no. It's going to be like you can't even imagine. You can't, I'm telling you right now. You cannot imagine. And it is going to be freaking hilarious. And I'm dying for it. Oh, my God. Dying for it. too. There we go. Well, there will be no bridesmaids. Oh, interesting. So you know how Mama D says they've always been like this? Yeah. We've always just stood for each other. So we don't need anyone else standing for us. I will have friends who are in certain, you know, shades of colors, but yeah. I like that. I don't like a, I'm not a big fan of like a traditional thing. I like when people go outside the box a little bit. We're not super traditional. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Leanne. And I'm waiting for my new weekly, like how my week looks and those videos you make are freaking hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop focusing on Orange County, damn it. We need help. I promise I'll get you something good. I can't wait. I love when you do them. You know I, you know I use the hell out of them. <laughs> I love you, man. Thank you so much. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Oh my God, wasn't Leanne amazing? I love her so, so much. She's one of my favorite housewives. She's given us so many moments. If you're not watching Dallas, you need to hop on board because it's fantastic. You can start with season two. And I actually had Leanne on one of my very first episodes of this podcast, and we talked about Miss Congeniality, because you guys know she was in that with Sandra Bullock. So if you want more with Leanne, go listen to that interview, because it is truly iconic. 
<laughs> this is one of my very first episodes, and it's with Leanne, and she was amazing then, as amazing as she was now. And Dallas, like I said, is delivering on all levels. Leanne answered every single one of my questions and didn't have anything off limits. She didn't give a, a horse's rip what I was going to ask. I really don't give her dog's rip. She answered everything wonderfully, and uh, this week's was good. The drama between her and Deandra, it's gonna, it's heating up, and I can't wait to see the reunion. Anyway, I want to talk about Orange County really briefly. Uh, before I do, I also want to talk about 90 Day Fiance. Did you guys watch the tell-all special? Jesse arrived at that tell-all special wearing more orange makeup than I've ever seen before. I mean, he looked like fucking Garfield. <laughs> I was ready for him to steal a lasagna on his way out. I mean, I could not believe it. And the relationship between her and Dar- him and Darcy, it was like taking a million turns. Like they hated each other. And then at the very end, I thought they were going to get back together again or something. I don't know. But before the 90 days is over and the original version, so the 90 day fiance, the original show that's coming back October 21st. And we're going to talk a little bit about it on the show. So I want to encourage everyone, if you've never watched any of them, hop on board October 21st, TLC. Let's all watch. We need to. Because like I said, Orange County, ugh, you guys, there's not a lot going on in Orange County. They get to Jamaica. Again, I said I had it was had a lot to live up to because I just watched Scary Island. I, <laughs> they arrived in Jamaica and they were all immediately wearing something offensive. They put on those hats, and that poor bus driver who had to look at those girls, those women, in those (laughs) very offensive Jamaican hats, and then to have to listen to Shannon say, hey, man, a million times, I mean, it's not right. Whatever they were being paid, they needed double that. (laughs) Send them some funds. Let's set up a GoFundMe for all the workers that the Orange County women came in contact with throughout their Jamaica trip. I mean, even they were like, like Shannon and uh, what's her face or Tamara and Vicky, they were like talking about peeing on the bed. I mean, it was just rough. It was rough. <laughs> also on that bus ride, uh, Vicky said she wants sex four times a day. And that's too much. I don't care who knows it. Who knows it? And the big meat of the episode was sort of, I mean, it wasn't even like a meet. It was like the big thing of the episode was that they were choosing rooms and Shannon said she didn't want to room with Gina and Emily because Shannon just does not want to give them the time of day despite being co-workers with them. So when you look at it like co-workers, that's what I always say. Like, I know this is a reality show. So in a, in real life, if you don't like someone, it's okay to just like not talk to them or, you know, not get to know them. You don't have to get to know everyone. But when you're a cast of co-workers of seven, six, seven, eight people, I think it's important to try to at least get to know them. But so Shannon was like, no, I don't want to room with them, which wasn't a big deal. And it was like, that was the whole meat of the episode. They did get a good little jab and they said, <laughs> Vicky, Tamara, and Shannon were going to stay in the old folks home. <laughs> but so they get to this hotel and there's no air conditioning. I would have left immediately. I mean, the heat they kept showing the temperature on screen and it was like, that's too hot to be somewhere with no air. And then of course I'm comparing to New York. And I just kept thinking like, if this was Ramona, this would be so much more entertaining because remember when Ramona didn't have air conditioning at Heather's house, Holla! <laughs> Ramona flew in an air conditioning unit. Like that's, that's why Ramona's great TV. And I was just looking at him like, we need to get Ramona on this trip. Second of all, the New York girls, they can they can get a whole episode out of choosing rooms, which and it's entertaining. Do you remember like when they anytime the New York girls choose a room on a vacation, it's entertaining. We we get a phone call from Eddie. Eddie calls Tamara, and Eddie's never sound happier than when Tamara's away in, in Jamaica. <laughs> the sound in his voice, the chipperness in his tone. I mean, truly, I I keep saying he doesn't seem like he wants to be on camera, but here he was on a phone call. He sounded so happy, and Tamara was all the way in Jamaica. So I don't know. Put those pieces together. Not sure. And then (laughs) we did get the one part of this episode that I truly, truly loved, I thought was a great moment. And it, of course, came from Vicky. Vicky does give us these great moments. So as much as I would love this cast to reboot and maybe like start fresh, Vicky is the one kind of giving us some moments and maybe a little Kelly Dodd too, but Vicky, her face started malfunctioning at the dinner table. (laughs) It was so bizarre to watch. 
and it's clear she's allergic to something, but her face literally started malfunctioning the way... Did you guys ever see Austin Powers? Do you remember? Like the fembots? (laughs) Do you remember the third one when Britney Spears was like a fembot and then like the fembot's face start like shaking a lot and like looking all over like it's seizing? That's what was going on with Vicky. Like, is Vicky a fembot? Like just (laughs) an off-brand fembot? I don't know. (laughs) A fembot? (laughs) I think something was happening with Vicky. She was malfunctioning. And it was so hysterical. Like, I was truly in tears laughing at Vicky's face, just, like, seizing, and, like, sparks were flying, and her plastic surgery looked like it was melting. I laughed so, so hard. <laughs> and that that did make... So that, like, made the episode a little bit worth it. It made it worth my time. But other than that, I don't know. Like, Gina was sort of scared of water. I don't think I would have gone on that raft. It didn't look very appealing to me. Because we, they weren't really, like, looking at animals or anything. You know, when they were going on that raft tour... It was just sort of like dirtyish water, and and then they were being so mean to the raft guides. I don't know that that's a technical term, raft <laughs> raft guides. But there was one moment on the rafts. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Kelly and Tamara were on one of the um, the little boats together, the raft, and you could see Tamara, who Tamara we've said before. Tamara is kind of the producer on the show, so she's always the one driving the action forward. And I think Tamara's aware enough about TV by this point to know she needs to make something happen or move the story along. And there was a moment where Tamara just decided to start motorboating with Kelly. Like they brought up motorboating and then they did it to each other. And it was like such a funny moment just because you could tell it wasn't a natural thing. It was just like these two women and Tamara in her head was like, nothing's happening on this trip. I better, I better fucking motorboat or do something funny, some hijinks. And, and so she did. She did. And it was, it made me laugh. But you can, you know, Tamara must be watching and being in these scenes and thinking, what are we doing here? Nothing's happening. I need to stir some shit up. You know, so then, of course, she resorts to hijinks, which is not the kind of thing we need. We don't need, we don't need that. The looks that they were giving, I mean, Shannon and Vicky just, which bravo to them for just being on camera like that, but like no makeup, didn't even comb a hair, like <laughs> didn't have a hairbrush on them. I mean, Vicky's face was melting. It was, it was tough to look at. And so it's like, we're not, what are we getting from this show? Like, it's not wish fulfillment. Like, Beverly Hills. We always hear this this being said about Beverly Hills is that it's wish fulfillment. So it's like a lot of big houses and fancy vacations and stuff. And that's what the housewives originally started as. I mean, Orange County, we were going behind the gates of uh, Cota de Casa, right? Like we were going behind the gates to see these fancy lives and everything. And now we're just seeing these women <laughs> go into a swamp without a hairbrush. And I don't, I don't know where we've gone or I don't know how we've come this far. We need to get back on track. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Orange County. You guys, it's a true, we're in a true emergent OC. This is, you guys, we need to get back on track. I'm not sure that we can. I would argue that we need to completely reboot this whole thing. Either cancel Orange County or bring in all new women. We need to get rid of that old guard. I think one other possibility would bring Heather back. Like, let's bring Heather Dubrow back, which I, again, never liked Heather Dubrow. However, ever since she left, I feel like the whole thing has gone downhill. And so maybe Heather's the key to this all. That would be my next step. If I was production, I'd say, look, we need to get Heather Dubrow back. At least try it out. If they're not willing to completely recast, reboot, start over, then I need think we need to get Heather Dubrow back there. We do. And that's coming from someone who does not like Heather Dubrow. <laughs> I... I did not want to see her on my screen, but now I think we need her. So that's Orange County. Now, I do have a fun little interview I did with Julian Brandy from Dumb Gay Politics. And of course, they're from People's Couch. So I want to ask them a little bit about People's Couch. And we had a fun chat on their show. And it's a little racy. So just FYI, <laughs> just I feel like everyone should be prepared. We were also when when I did this little bit with them, we were super hyped up on Capri Suns. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever had a Capri Sun, but they're pure sugar. And so I, we were hanging out and I had Capri Suns. And so we were drinking them. And by the end of a Capri Sun, I mean, it is like everyone's on crack. <laughs> it's it's just complete madness. 
So anyway, please enjoy my interview with Brandy and Julie after the break. All right, guys, I'm here with Brandy and Julie from Dumb Gay Politics, correct? That is correct. That's and, and the People's Couch. And the People's Couch. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> okay, I was obsessed with the People's Couch. This was such a thrill for me. I just recorded your podcast. I want everyone to check it out. But I wanted to throw some pop culture questions at you because I normally do like these pop culture lightning rounds. But I just kind of want to know, like, what are you two watching these days? Because we saw you watch TV on the People's Couch. <laughs> well, we have been on a Bravo cleanse because we like to do... Um, what one of our mentors, Leah Black, she's from the Real Housewives of Miami. Um, on my back, yeah, yeah, know. yes, yes, yeah. everything. Um, so when she's when she's not on Bravo right now, she's on Flipping Out. But when she's not on Bravo, she doesn't watch Bravo. We think that might be like we think she might secretly watch. But when they stopped at People's Couch, we just said we're gonna we're not gonna watch it yeah. because. If they don't want us, we don't want them. Now right. that sent us into a depression. Yes, which we're <laughs> still in, but we might not. I'm not sure. But um, so we've had to go, and but you know, in a way, it's good because you have to grow. You have to grow. You have to find other things. So we started. We did Big Brother Summer Lifestyle. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Which was amazing. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. How do you do Big I, Brother? I dip in and out, so I've watched seasons of Big Brother, but I didn't watch this most recent season. But they people were said it was good. It was real good. Yeah. It's on three times a week, so it really filled filled the void. We're going to do 90 Day Fiance from your podcast. Oh my God, so, so good. I just got into that recently. It's like insanity. So, and I, from your podcast, you think we should start with before the 90 days? Well, I say that because I just haven't watched, I've like sort of dipped into 90 days, like the main one, but before the 90 days, like I've watched every episode and I think it's fantastic okay. and oh. batshit insane. Yeah. We're going to start All right. Well, we're, go, we're getting There's into crazy it. crazy people. Um, so any, do you guys take in a lot of politics on TV? Because mm. you guys talk about politics on your oh show. Oh my God. We take in a lot of politics on TV. Yeah, so, we watch all. Well, we watch news. Rachel Maddow because Julie's a lesbian. <laughs> we watch. That's true. That's true. And everyone does love Rachel Maddow. And we watch Chris. We watch Chris Matthews, Chris Hayes, Jake Tapper. We watch Velshi and Rule. We watch. We watch I mean, Meet the Press. Oh, Meet the Press. If you want to watch? Um, that's a good one. Because cable news, uh, as you know and have said, it, it can be. It's kind of like a drum that just drums in your head, and it's a yes. certain tone, and yes. it can yes. drive you insane, yep. and it's depressing. Um, and it's also repetitive and there's not even any news most right. of the time. So, um, meet the press though is one hour it comes on Sunday mornings. It's the old, it's the longest running show on TV. Like it is the only, it's right. been on TV since 75 years. Yeah. Since something. 1902. <laughs> Forever. Like literally who's hosting is it's, it's not it's Charlie this guy Rose. named Chuck Todd that we call <laughs> vagina mouth. Oh yeah. It wasn't, who was he? <laughs> Yeah. Why well, Chuck? Just, no, Chuck. Chuck. Uh, Chuck. Charlie Rose, uh, aka another sexual harasser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's, he had his own show. Okay, because he wasn't on. Okay. No. Yeah. 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 But he he had his own. He had a talk show, and he would he would like talk to like influential people, or whatever. And then apparently he showed his dick to a million people, and he had to go in his robe. In his robe, mm. as they do. Yeah. So tale as old as time. Tale as old as yeah. exactly. It's the next Disney movie. <laughs> it's just it's like, all gross guys in robes yeah, yeah. in front of their assistants, yeah. laying around on the couch with their dick flopping yeah, everywhere. Tale like, as oh. old as time. Come in. I mean, it's you know. So we. Uh, my dick is out of my robe. <laughs> oh no! I don't. In here? I don't want to be where the people are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm. okay, so do you let tra- it go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let it go. His dick is out of his robe. Let it go. Put it back. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So, Sorry. I love it. Sorry, no, don't oh stop God, apologizing. Frozen. I loved it. <laughs> frozen, frozen, exactly. Frozen and then with my powers, I froze his dick and it fell off and I put it in the ocean. I don't know. Frozen too. Capri Sun yeah. has really started kicking in. We had in. Capri Suns before you started recording. Yeah. And we're, I'm like sweating, like I'm going through like withdrawals. I know, we're all, we're on Capri crowd. Wait, oh my so God. as someone who suffers from depression, like who would you think, mm. who would you say that I should watch for, to get news? Like who would. That's what I was going to say is meet the, meet the press. Meet the press. Okay. Because. Yeah. Um, it's it's an hour and it's on Sundays and it comes on at eight in the morning, but mm-hmm. you can obviously get it any time. And it's it isn't depressing. It's actually no, I don't think it's depressing. And it's cut up too, so it's like the new. It's the it's you can have it. He lays it out at the beginning. It's like Kavanaugh trials, the hurricane, the panel, my thoughts. And you're like, okay, great. Oh, so then we have an interview with Kelly and Conway. Then we go into a panel, so you get to have the different panels opinions. Are great. Pan- panels right. are great. Great. Then we go into the next thing, and then you're done. 
Interesting. So it's good. Uh, maybe Bill Maher. Oh, Bill Maher's good. Yeah, I've, I've dipped in, in and out with Bill yeah. Maher. Now, I want to go back to the People's Couch. What did you, when you guys were filming it, did they like give you shows to watch or how did that, how did the filming of that work? Um, okay, so the cameras were on a remote, like remote controls. So we were, we're alone, um, you know, we're there with the dogs. That's my house. Um, this is Brandy. And um, <laughs> so they weren't, they weren't in the room. And, but, but really the, the tea on that is that we would, we would do it all. Um, I don't know if am I allowed to say, but does it really matter? Where matter we, get? Um, we would do it all in like a couple days. So it was a lot of it was a lot of it was different shows and, and all over spread over two days. Okay. Um, and they would yeah they told us what we what would we watch. had to watch yeah and then but we were definitely really alone and we were really drinking. We were the um, two when we auditioned. Um, they said, "Do you eat and drink when you?" And we're like, "Yeah." So it would be like, I mean, why be blackout drunk by the end? Like it would be martinis, <laughs> then beers, sure. then yeah. wine. If then anyone's ever watched People's Couch, you'll remember the famous rack. Yeah, was uh, your boyfriend rack? That's real. <laughs> that was real. Because when you drink all different things, you know what I mean. Sure. In a row, it's I like, was plenty drunk too, many, many times. I had to get yeah. edited out of things because I would get in a drunk rage. <laughs> For yeah, real, Duck Dynasty. She was throwing oh. dog toys like against the wall. It's true. Yeah. They had to cut us out of that completely because I became I couldn't I, they couldn't use what I was doing because I was so mad like talk about I mean I went crazy yeah I miss it so much justice for people's couch it was so good now with if but would they put people's couch is it the kind of thing that you could put on like Hulu or Slint? you couldn't right do you consider it did you have cable wow. when you watched people's couch no I mean I watch Bravo via sling like this app so I just watch like what I watch I don't watch like the commercials you know is it's all, every single thing available on the sling yeah I mean it's all current so you can literally turn it on when something's airing or it works oh. like DVR too so you could record I just record and then watch it okay and but, now they're coming out with direct TV now which is basically <laughs> direct TV streaming which is basically right. having cable but now it's online that's about to blow everything up I don't know why though that People's Couch went away because it seemed like it was cheap to make and it people was. loved it. Like the, you know, know, it's from a show in England called Gogglebox. It's the uh, number one show in England. It's an hour and a half long. It's won all of their like Emmys and BAFTAs, whatever the hell. So um, I think they had to pay for the format, and that uh, is expensive. Also, Bravo um, has been making poor choices. Right, right. <laughs> That's really the, what it comes yeah, down yeah. to. <laughs> I mean, we were seeing all these remakes being done, and it's like, if you're bringing back shows that people love, yeah. and we don't know, we don't know, I don't know, bring back the People's Couch, yeah. Back, people seem yeah. to like it. It was great. Except my mother. Your mother didn't like it. Julie. Julie the show it. is unwatchable. Julie, I hate it. <laughs> I don't understand it. You're barely on it. I don't know what you're doing. I don't. Why am I watching people watch TV? It makes no sense. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Okay, now I I normally ask these during the pop culture lightning round, but I'm just going to throw them at you now. I always ask everyone what's their favorite Mariah Carey song. Um, Curveball. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, I'm singing it in my head. I mean, I like when she does open arms. She has does a version mm. of open arms that Stunning. I love. Um, what is the one? I mean, I mean, I I can sing it in my head, but I'm not singing it. What? Also, the very first one, Vision um, of Visions of Love. Right, Vision of Love so is my fun. favorite. Okay. Also, um, what's the one where she's in pink and she's like uh, heartbreaker? Oh, heartbreaker? Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Yeah, yeah. Heartbreaker. What about? Do you have? A yeah, that's mine. That's your. <laughs> <laughs> also, People Magazine does the most beautiful list. Like, who would you choose if you were choosing for People Magazine? The most, oh, like most, like the sexiest, the sexiest. I wish celebrity. we could have prepared these. Uh, Sorry. Um, I love Britt Marling. Uh, she, she, she's not. She was in um this movie called Another Earth, which I really recommend. She was in a sh- movie called Arbitrage with Richard Gere. She's not like. Oh, she was in that show called the AAO or A. Right. Right. O A. O A. She's the star of that. Right. Okay. Um, I'll take the side of the of gentlemen. Pick a gentleman. Well, I was going to ask you also the sexiest man alive, but go oh. ahead. Oh, but you can do you could do that. Do that. Okay, I didn't. I thought it was oh beautiful as for women. Oh, we can. We're going to do both, but you just shout out anyway. I was going to say the kid from. No, Col- wait till we get to the men. Oh right. Tell she likes Angelina Jolie. <laughs> oh yeah, Brandy's taking yeah. over. Thank you. I would choose Michelle Pfeiffer though. Okay. Michelle Pfeiffer is one of the most Who's stunning women of all time. Of all time. Yeah. And then how about sexiest man alive? Uh huh. Okay. Well, I know Julie's. Um, let's see. Um, I guess my, well, my, my boyfriend is always Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Still, he's aging phenomenally. Yeah. Julie? Um, Tom Hardy is my favorite. Mm, those lips, right? <laughs> Who's yours? Uh, Chris Hemsworth-ish, oh. maybe. 
I don't know. There, I mean, I could. It changes daily. I, I like a Henry Cavill. I like an Idris Elba. Like it changes. Yeah. Henry Cavill and the Tudors. Phenom- perfect. The looking, perfect. Perfect looking. He's definitely gone down since he's a little too pasty now. I I don't like him too big either. Like yeah, I, me either. I, I don't like him that Superman body was like a little too jacked for me. Yeah. My liking. And okay. by the way, you're gay, Henry Cavill. So let's get <laughs> fucking into it. Um, oh, that will Wait, turn me you off. Like real? you need to come Wait, out. Do we know for real? I've heard that too, but I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I know for real because what's in my heart is real. <laughs> so that's what we're taking as facts. Yeah, Heard exactly. it here first. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit about your show and then I'm going to let you guys Because go. I knew Kristen Stewart was gay and this lesbo would be like, well, she was sucking the that director's dick in the car. And I was like, she could suck 900 dicks in front of me and she's a lesbian. And then isn't she? I've known since she was a child in the movie with Jodie Foster. That's probably what turned her gay. She probably fell in love with Jodie Foster. Okay. I was going to wrap this up, but now I need to know who else is gay, Brandy. Like, oh my God. There are so many. I mean, oh, like, so how, how many people do I always say? Oh, like, everyone. I'm okay, surprised well, anyone's straight. I, the fact that there's a population on this planet, I'm shocked, okay, so, to be honest with you. Okay, you know, so we're all Wolf, a little gay. Wolverine. Well, I'm pointing yeah, at Hugh Jackman. That, yeah. Hugh Jackman is gay. It bothers me that he has that, you know, I mean, fine, they can have their relationship, but he's gay, right? I mean, it's like. I, yeah, I think so, too. And also the relationship, it never looks real with the wife. Like, the whenever I've seen them together, it seems off. It, why is he not coming out? I don't know. Because Wolverine he's the, can't be gay. He's the true greatest showman. <laughs> I okay. mean, oh Zac Efron, my boo. That, oh, I should have said him. Yeah. I love Zac Efron. I think he's G. Do you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, but see. I I feel like my gaydar is terrible because I always I I never know if people are just saying someone's gay because it's like everyone always says everyone's gay. You know? So no, like, no. I, I go with different. I go with different clues. But I trust you. I yeah, feel like I yeah. trust you. I can yeah. see it in your eyes. Yeah. No. I couldn't even tell. I mean, she. I wouldn't. That's what what she said. I will. I couldn't. I don't understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? I At it. all. I, get it. I mean, I've tried. I've learned. I've learned. I've learned. But sure. as a gay person, it's it's a disappointment for my own self. Right. Right. So tell me about your show, and then I'm going to let you guys go. Okay, so we have a podcast. It comes out every Tuesday called Dumb Gay Politics. It's politics for people who aren't into politics. So we don't just we don't just jump in with like DC speak, if you will. We also don't talk like this. Hey, welcome back to our podcast where we talk about politics. Ha! <laughs> I made a joke. With, isn't a joke, right? Because like, I'm super smart. Is that like NPR? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um. That's a we gross. talk about like yeah. you know. We talk exactly how we're talking now. And you right. don't have to know anything about politics. No. All this does is tell you what's going on and let you be a part of the conversation. Because yeah. normally everyone's just like, mm-hmm, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, Carl Robe, Who was he? That shit. You know what I mean? I don't even know who the vice president is. So um, it's yeah. for people like that. Right. I always say I love The View because they make politics digestible. And you both do that, too, on your show. So everyone needs to listen. Dumb Gay Thank Politics you. on iTunes everywhere. Yep. We can listen. Yep. Thank you both for doing this little thing with me. And Thank everyone, you. I'm on their show, so everyone listen. That's right. Thank Love you. you. Love you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Everything Iconic. On Monday, we have a Hocus Pocus pop dive coming. So Amanda Hasica is my guest. And not only that, but after the Hocus Pocus pop dive we recorded, we were like talking about the Scream franchise because I love it. She loves it. So we turned it into like a little bonus mini Scream pop dive. So that'll be out as well. I know a lot of people have been asking about the Hocus Pocus pop, the Hocus Pocus pop dive, and that's coming. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. There's an Everything Iconic Facebook group, and I'm also announcing the pop dives over in the Everything Iconic Facebook group. So if you want to know what they are in advance, I'll post them there. And then sometimes I'll, I'll try to mention them on the show, too. What else? I want to thank Samsung Technologies for sponsoring the show. They sent me a bunch of new equipment. I'm excited to dive into that. I mentioned the Patreon page. I'm doing Everything Iconic, Scary Island recaps on Patreon. The first one's already out. It's so, so fun. It's basically like a full-length episode all about Scary Island. I'm going to be doing two more. And uh, we're also doing old Real Housewives of New York recaps other than Scary Island. And then there's some bonus episodes on there, too. So I did a little uh, a coming out episode for National Coming Out Day a, a while back. And so you can hear my coming out story. It's a bit more dramatic, but it's over on Patreon. So all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. And there's a little button there that says become a patron. So you just click that. And for $4 or more per month, you just pledge $4 or more and you get access to all of the bonus stuff. And more importantly, the money just helps to go support this podcast. So it helps me make this. So without further ado, I think it's time we do our little cool down. Quickly becoming my favorite part of the show. 
this was a wild episode. We gossiped a little bit. We got a little naughty. Sorry if we got a little too naughty, but (laughs) it's okay to say naughty. Anyway, I want everyone to take a deep breath in. Hold it. Take a deep breath out. Take another deep breath in. Think of a time when you got what they call like the church giggles, like where you couldn't stop laughing. Maybe you weren't supposed to laugh, but you laughed anyway. Breathe out. Gosh, I always think that's the best feeling, you know, when you have that uncontrollable laughter. And usually I find that it happens with the best friend or maybe your your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your best friend. Did I say best friend already? Anyway, try to think of one of those moments where you had the church giggles and just bask in the glory of that. Just remember that moment. I remember a time in high school, this was so many years ago, but I remember a time where my friend and I, Judith, she's still a friend to this day, but we laughed so, so hard in one of our classes with, we were inappropriately laughing at the teacher, which I don't recommend laughing at someone. But occasionally, you get the church giggles, you know you're not supposed to laugh, and you can't help it. And it feels so, so good. I find it so therapeutic. And so whenever I think of that moment, it makes me happy. And it, I don't know, it just, it makes me laugh again. And so I know sometimes we maybe laugh at things we're not supposed to, but I think that's okay. It's a form of therapy in a way. So I don't recommend laughing at someone. But just remember a time you got the church giggles and smile. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.